morning, everyone. For those of you who still don't know me, my name is Father Kevin. I am assigned here at this parish, just in case you missed me last week. But I'm new here, so I'm going to be with you this next three years. And so, to start my homily today, I just want to start with a short story, to wake us up a little bit. Okay, so, so there was a young Chaldean man that I know, and he told me this story, so I'm just going to share it with you, something that happened to him and his family. And so this is a young Chaldean man, I'm not going to name him, but he told me this story, and it's a very good story. Basically, what he said to me was, one day, I saw a snake, a serpent, about to attack my parents, my family. And if you saw a snake about to attack your parents, your family, what would you do? Would you try to stop it? Would you say, oh, no, it's okay. Let the snake play around. Maybe it's not going to bite my parents. It's okay. What I'm talking about is not a real physical snake, but the serpent, the devil, who is always prowling about like a lion waiting for someone to devour, is always tempting us to commit sin. So this young man, he saw this serpent tempting his parents in some way. We're all tempted in many ways, maybe in this way, to sin. So his father... His father said to him, son, he sat down with his uh, son, the father and mother, and they sat down and they said, we have this worthless piece of land, but someone called me and made me an offer for a million dollars for it because he said it's the perfect land for him to grow and sell weed. Okay, perfect, perfect piece of land, worthless, but all of a sudden he says, it's, he's going to give me a million dollars for it. And so what do you think the son said to his father and mother? He smiled at them. He smiled. And he said, Mom and Dad, when people ask me who my parents are, I will say they died a long time ago. I'm an orphan. I will never step foot in your house again. When you call me, I will not answer. So, Dad, are you going to sell this land to them? Oh, no, my son, I will not do that. And the son said to his father, good, then I will still call you dad. I will call you father. Remember what Jesus says in the Bible. He says, if anyone loves father or mother or brother or sister more than me is not worthy of me. And you cannot be my disciple. And so today, Jesus gives us some examples, powerful examples that about heaven and hell, and then he looks at his disciples and he says to them, temptations to sin are going to come. But he looked at his disciples and actually threatened them. He threatened them. He said, if you cause one of these little ones to sin, even one, cause one of these little ones to sin, just one, he says, it's better for you to have a stone, a millstone, which is like 3,000 pounds, and for it to be tied around your neck, and for you to be cast into the sea, and for that stone to drag you into the sea, he says, that is better for you than what's going to happen to you if you cause even one child to sin. Just one. Not a thousand. Not a million. He says, just one. Very good. So my point of this is, what ways is the devil tempting all of us probably with that example too, tempting us. Maybe some of us have fallen, but Jesus is asking us to get back up. He's tempting us to sin. He is, very easily. So I'm going to talk about this subject a little bit more in detail, not too much. I don't have too much time here. 
So how to understand when something is a grave sin. And so I'm going to talk about this subject, marijuana, a little bit because the devil is tricking us very easily, manipulating our minds with this subject. So I'm going to give you an example. A lot of you own liquor stores, right? Beer and wine stores. Maybe, you have, maybe you've worked in one. Maybe your family, someone in your family has a liquor store, a beer and wine store. So the example I'm going to give you is imagine a 14-year-old boy comes to your store and puts a pint of Johnny Walker Black, a pint of liquor, on the counter, and he says, I would like this bottle of liquor. And you would look at this kid, and you'd be like, you're a minor, you're 14, I'm not selling you this, right? Would any of you sell that liquor to that child? No, you probably wouldn't. I don't know any liquor store owner, maybe there are out there, but I don't know any store owner would ever sell a bottle of liquor. If you put it on the counter to a little 14-year-old, 13-year-old kid, you would never do that. In a million years, you would never do that. But let's say you decided to do that. Let's just say you decided to do that. What kind of sin is that? It's grave. You know that it's grave. And if you freely choose to do it anyways, what is that? That's what the church calls a mortal sin. So for something to be a mortal sin that takes away grace from you, where you can't go to heaven, it has to be grave. You have to know that it was grave. And then you just decide to do it anyways. Okay. So lots of people come to me all the time and say, Father, I'm, 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 I'm growing weed. My first question always is, they come to me all the time, and, and I, I just friendly ask, I just say, where are you selling it? 99.9% of the time, what do you think people tell me? I'm selling it illegally, illegally, on the black market. 99% of the time, illegally on the black market. So what does that mean? What does that mean, right? Basically... You don't know where it's going. So you got bags and bags of this product, of this drug. You put it on every street corner in any state, in any place. You don't even ask where it's going. You just dispense it illegally anywhere, anywhere. And, and there are some studies that say 20, 25% of this is all done by minors. And so when parents come to me, they come to me all the time and even come to me. I'm not going to name names. But they come to me and they say, Father, I have children in middle school and my kids are doing weed for months. They don't even tell me. And I said, where did the weed come from? And they say, Father, we have no idea. But what I'm saying to all of us is Jesus absolutely knows where that came from. And when we stand before him one day, we're going to stand before Jesus, and he's going to show us not the millions of kids, maybe it's even 10 kids, maybe it's one, just one, like today's gospel. He's going to show you the millions, thousands, and thousands of mortal sins that flowed from your body, right? All of those mortal sins flowed from you. Jesus says, woe to you if you, my disciple who has been baptized, if you cause even one of these little children to sin one time, This is a warning. Why? Because Jesus says, I love you. I have died for you on the cross. If you are falling into this trap, Jesus calls us back. Because Jesus is going to do everything he say he's going to do. And in this first parable, the rich man. Basically, the rich man doesn't believe in any of the words of God. He says, when he ends up in hell... He says, Father Abraham, send someone to my brothers 
to warn them that this place of torment of fire is real. And do you know what Abraham says to him? He says, they have Moses and the prophets. And even if someone should rise from the dead, they will not listen to him. He says they have Moses and the prophets. So what does that mean? Moses and the prophets is basically they have the word of God. Let them listen to my word. And this word, if they listen, it'll save them from this place of torment. But unfortunately, the warning today is, when you hear Jesus' words, when he says that, what kind of heart do you listen to these words? Do you listen to them with a heart like the rich man, when he was alive? He says, ah, I listened to the words of Moses and the prophets, the word of God, and I didn't believe it. I didn't believe this place was real. And then now he knows how real it is, and now he can never get out. So Jesus then tells the disciples, if you keep leading people to sin, it can be many different ways, and not just that way. This is a warning that all of us have been tempted to sin. All of us at some point in our life have mortal sins that we've deserved to go to hell. I'm sure there's plenty of times in my life I have deserved to go to hell. So why am I sharing this with us? Because the devil is trying to trick us so easily, but we have to be more wise If he is leading you in this way, be careful. Jesus loves you. In a single second, Jesus can forgive my sins. Bam. I say that I'm sorry, Jesus. I made a mistake. I did wrong. I'm willing to change. The chances are that if you're in this church, you love Jesus. The Holy Spirit is bringing you here. But we have to listen to his words. I can't just read this gospel today and just pretend like Jesus didn't say this, right? If I did that, you know what would happen to me? That stone is for Father Kevin, and I don't swim very well, and I can't swim that well if I have a 3,000-pound stone tied around my neck and I'm cast into the sea. That's not going to look good for me, right? And so this gospel is only scary for us if we're listening to it the way the rich man did, who basically ignored the words of God, didn't show mercy to anyone, and didn't repent of his sins. But if I repent in a single instant, Jesus can take those sins and he can make me white as snow and he can make me a bigger saint than I've ever been in my entire life. But if I myself as a priest don't look at myself and say, Father, what are my sins? And weep over my sins and my failures as a priest and repent, I too am going to perish. And so these warnings that Jesus gives us, he loves everyone. But these words are really for us to save our souls. So really reflect. Are you leading people to sin? Maybe it could be many other examples. I'm not giving all the examples. But maybe you hate one of your relatives. Okay? And you tell all your children, we don't talk to these people anymore. We hate them. Okay, that's a sin. If you lead your children to hate people, to hate is to murder. Then you're teaching your children to hate people. Then the stone is for you. If you teach your children to steal, if you're teaching your children to lust outside of marriage, some fathers do that. They say, son, go fornicate. You've just led your son to sin. So today, this is such a beautiful message that Jesus loves his disciples so much that he basically tells them, I love you. If you listen to my words, I will save you from that place. And I came for you to save you. So let's pray at this Mass that we are, we have a heart that listens to Jesus' words so that we may repent 
and so that we may protect all of our children that are in this church and everywhere. Amen.